Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Let's Talk Community with TLC Caregivers. Brought to you by TLC Caregivers. Welcome to today's show. As you heard in our intro, Let's Talk Community with TLC Caregivers. I'm Kenny Holt. And I'm Lee Donaldson. TLC Caregivers, we care for people. We provide dependable caregivers for any age, birth to geriatric in their own living environment. Children, adults with or without disabilities, empowering them with their abilities. We care for elderly persons and we provide relief of family caregivers. TLC Caregivers serves all generations as needed. We are the area's oldest non-medical provider of services in the community, having been established in 1989. TLC Caregivers, we do more than you might think. Our guest today, we're very glad that you're here, is Stephanie Sisko, who is a health educator consultant with the Florida Department of Health in Escambia County. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me. We are very, very glad to have you here. Thank you. Let's get started. Go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> we were discussing earlier, up and all over your website, mm-hmm. which is we were, you were explaining to me the difference between the state website and our right. local. Right. So we have a, I've been all over it. I didn't realize it was the uh, Department of Health. There's a lot of links to the uh, on a Twitter page and you're just everywhere on Pinterest. <laughs> I saw it all. It's, it's actually a very informative site. And there's a lot of information there. And our topic today that Stephanie is bringing to us is bringing wellness to work. Yes. And before we start on the show, I don't want somebody to stop listening because they say, well, I'm not an employer or I'm not employed. Everything we talk about today, Stephanie assures us that can be used by individuals or wherever you're at in your life uh, in health and wellness. Wellness is important for everyone. Absolutely. Before we get too far into that on the um, employer side or the employee, whichever your perspective, um, on your website, there's information about some of the hot topics in Florida health. Mm -hmm. What are they? Let's see. I saw obesity, Zika. Mm-hmm. There's information there. Absolutely. Um, let's see some of the others: mosquito season, storm safety, hurricanes, hurricanes. <laughs> that's always a big uh, drinking enough water. That's really interesting. But, um, we have to be reminded, but clearly we do. It's hot outside. You got to make sure you're hydrating. Absolutely, use drink that water. So the Florida. I want to make sure that I quote it right. Um, FloridaHealth.gov is where I started. Okay. And that's the statewide mm-hmm. website. What's the website for the local? Oh, Escambia oh. Health. Dot com. Dot com. That's it. <laughs> hey, that's great. EscambiaHealth.com. That's it. Okay. And your your Twitter is Healthy Flow. Well, it's, of course, the Twitter, all that address. And then Healthy FLA, Healthy Florida. So. And we also um, we also have the five two and O website five two and O nwfl dot com. Um, that's part of our our program at the Florida Department of Health in Escambia. And what we do um, for those who don't know five two and O, it's our message in the community. Um, we're uh, you may have seen it on billboards, on buses. Um, we're in schools, childcare centers, after school programs, summer programs. Just we're out there. We're everywhere. Um, in case you haven't heard of 5210, it's um, a really easy way to remember uh, to engage in healthy behaviors. So the five stands for eat your five veg- f- 
fruits and veggies every single day. Uh, try to limit your screen time to less than two hours, one hour or more of physical activity and zero sugary drinks. Um, and we teach that all the way, um, kids in the childcare centers, all the way up to the seniors. It can be applied to anyone um, at all. So that's very good. And what was that website again? At 520nwfl.com, 520northwestflorida.com, NWFL. And those are the numbers, 5210, not spelled out. Right, exactly. Escambiahealth.com. And then what was the Florida? There is no Florida 5210. No, not Florida 520, the uh, Florida Department of Health. FloridaHealth.gov. So you actually take this into elementaries and daycare centers? We do. We're starting very young then. Oh, absolutely. I want to make sure those children understand healthy behaviors so that I can take them into adulthood. Um, So they keep those healthy behaviors throughout their lifetime. So starting young with them, yeah. (laughs) Getting them excited about being healthy. And I think it's great that uh, all walks of life, all ages are included (laughs) in your programs. Mm -hmm. Very young to the very old. Absolutely. Everyone in between. Everyone can benefit from from our message, absolutely. Um, especially here in Escambia County. Um, not to bring down the mood, but the, <laughs> the top causes of death in our county are, are chronic diseases. Um, so things like heart disease, cancer, lung disease, um, stroke, and diabetes. Um, and the causes of those chronic diseases are these modifiable behaviors, things like being physically active, um, not smoking, um, eating poorly and, and tobacco use, those are the causes of these um, chronic diseases. And so if we can talk to people and educate them about these healthy behaviors and help maybe modify them and, and get them to be more physically active, to eating um, healthier foods, not smoking, um, then we can bring down uh, the rates of those chronic diseases and improve quality of life and improve length of life for, for Escambia County residents. Um, I know some people would say that they have physical limitations that would not allow them to become more active, but anything is better anything. than nothing. Anything is better. And everybody can do something. Absolutely. Everyone can do something, whatever um, your abilities are. Exactly. And build up. Exactly. And that's with anything. And, and I think it's important when you're changing behaviors not to do everything at once. So we say five to you know, five fruits and vegetables, two hours less screen time, one hour of physical activity, zero circuit drinks. Don't do it all at once. Do one thing at a time. Maybe I'll focus on improving my diet this week or for the next two weeks. And then maybe I'll focus on physical activity and increasing my steps per day or whatever I, you know, I chose to focus on. Um, but it, it's really important to start small and not do everything at once because it's going to get overwhelming um, right. when you're trying to change behavior. So. Well, then it's a pretty good thing that we're starting yet, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what about, we were we were kind of tossing this around uh, before the show. What about people who are already set in bad habits? Already set in bad habits? Yeah. So already. We're already on the wrong road and we might smoke or be overweight or do a lot of screen time, those kinds of things. I, I, I assume it's that, not too late. Oh, absolutely not. It's never too late. And um, I think there it's just choosing what you want to focus on. So I want to quit smoking, for example. Um, and then short, uh, choosing a goal. Maybe I want to quit smoking in six months or a year. And then 
small steps towards that. And then we, at the health department, we have people that can help out with that. We have programs um, to help out to for people to quit smoking and um, education classes on, on different health behaviors. Um, so reaching out um, is a really good or a really important part of that and change behavior. So if we're not coming to you, you know, come to us and we'll help you out. And um, one place that we're trying to do that is in the work site. So we're in the schools, we're in the community, we're um, in community centers. We're also in the work sites too. So we're trying to, to hit all demographics. So not only is your program attempting to assist people and get off of bad habits, it's to prevent bad habits. Oh, absolutely. We're all about prevention. Absolutely. So, um, you know, informing people about things they can do every day to, to prevent chronic disease. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this employer program because, you know, we have 130 employees. We have 130 caregivers roaming around out there. At TLC caregivers. At TLC caregivers. That's right. Um, so talk to us about the employer program. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I, I work primarily in the workplace with helping employers to develop um, work site wellness programs for, for their employees. And a reason that we like to focus in the workplace is that the average American adult is going to spend 40 plus hours at work. So that's really a prime location for the adoption of healthy behaviors. Um, it's a great place to teach about, to promote, to encourage people um, to, to, to be healthy and to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. So in some industries, you're really taking care of other people a lot. And so we want to make sure that people are, are taking care of themselves as well. And we can do that through a worksite wellness program. Um, it's, it's all about creating a culture of health within that workplace is what, it's what the real, the the goal is. Do statistics show that we take that home with us, what we learn or what we practice at work? You'll take it home. Absolutely. That's the great thing about focusing on or, or having a healthy program at work is the things that you learn, you can take home with you. So a parent can take that home and, teach their kids or, or talk about their, talk about it with their spouse and they'll take those behaviors outside the workplace. And so it, it impacts every part of life, not just what you're doing at work. So I can teach you some things that you can do at work to, to remain physically active or uh, to make healthier choices, but you can also take that home with you as well. Absolutely. If an employer is interested in bringing your program on, or even someone's just interested as an individual, I'm sure you could connect them with the appropriate person as well. Mm-hmm. But when an employer contacts you, how involved do you get with their program? And Very involved. Um, I, I'm pretty much, I'm there to help them through every step of the way through creating a program. Uh, when it comes to, to work site programs, and you think about it, there, there are all different types of work sites and all different types of employees. You have people who sit all day. Um, you have you know, nurses who are upstanding. You have people who are lifting heavy things. So there's really no one size fits all when it comes to worksite wellness. You really, you know, the if you choose to go outside and have someone help you with your program, you really need someone to be there. And and that's what's great about um, what I do is I'm able to come to you to your worksite to look and see what thing what are you doing, uh, what do you need, and how can we. How can I help you get reach your goals? So you could help from the ground up, establish Absolutely. a program, or if there's an existing program, review that, make recommendations, 
and either way grow that program and continue its monitoring and absolutely that's sort of what i created um is a sort of a recognition for program for work sites so and so for work sites that aren't or employers who aren't doing anything right now for wellness but you want to i can help you from the ground up create a program and then recognize you within our community for what you're doing and the steps that you're taking and the goals that you're achieving. Um, absolutely. To, so starting off with a, as a wellness participant by just contacting me and um, you know, having, having that leadership support, having that support on board and then doing an organizational assessment. And then you do that and you know, we're partners and I'll take you through all this. And steps. how would somebody contact you via phone? Oh, you can call me. So my phone number is um, 595-6500 and I'm extension 1823. 595-6500 extension 1823. So what's the cost? That's um, What does it cost the employer? Well, um, for for me, it's there's no cost to... Really? To, your services are free? Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, I'll say if there are things that the employer wants to do that are beyond the scope of what the resources that we have. So for example, if an employer wanted to hire a group fitness instructor or a yoga instructor to come in during the lunch and teach a class, you know, that would be on the employer to, to provide that cost. Understandably, sure. I think but, that's But reasonable. to, to, for me to come in to assess your work site, to assess your employees, see what they're interested in, to help you create a program to so see what you want to do. There are a lot of different things that you can do with worksite wellness to educate employees. So things like having a wellness week where you um, showcase different uh, health behaviors, or you can do a health fair, or you can do um, challenges amongst the coworkers, friendly challenges to see how many steps you can take or see, or um, you know, see who can eat the most fruits and vegetables in a week or, or something like that. And, and I'll help facilitate that. And we have at the health department, we have a dietitian who can, um, and a nutritionist who can provide information about um, food and nutrition. Um, I kind of take the more physical activity side of things. I'm a group fitness instructor, so I, I'm pretty comfortable with that. So I kind of take that side of things. But really anything that the work site's interested in, stress management, um, getting enough sleep, those are, that's a big, big thing right now. So um those are all things that I, I, I will be there and help your, well, your work site. I like that. it, too, that you've pointed out that not everybody, we're all different. Absolutely. I guess is how mm-hmm. it was said. And there are different options that people can work mm-hmm. on, work for, work toward. Right. And people or employees or anyone really is going to be more motivated to, to do something. It's just, if it's something they want to do and they're ready right. to do. And that's why it's really important to have that employee interest survey so you can see what your employees like, you know, what are they interested in? How do they want to receive information? And then um, by doing that, you can create a program that, that they're vested in. So if you have an opinion on, on what you want to do, you'll, you're more likely to participate in it. And- I would imagine this program also creates a culture within its working unit mm-hmm. and can team build. Absolutely. Um, that's, I think that's phenomenal. It's one of the benefits of having a wellness program or is that you, you create this, this culture of health. So where health is just ingrained in, 
the work side and the, the place of employment. And everyone's sort of working towards towards a common goal of of being of well wellness and health and being healthy people. And so, you know, when you have that that team building and that that person that you can turn to for for advice or motivation, you have that. And that's throughout, I mean, that's not just in a place of employment either. You know, at home, if you're looking to change some behaviors and maybe get more active, enlist somebody to help you. That's that's a huge part of um, of sticking with a behavior change is is having that help to do so. It's hard to do something by yourself. How healthy is Escambia County or how unhealthy is Escambia County? Um, Escambia County is not very healthy, unfortunately. Um, recently, the county health rankings came out and we are ranked 55 out of 67 counties when it comes to quality of life and length of life. We're ranked 55. So that's that's not too good. And that's why we really want to focus on these chronic diseases and changing those behaviors linked to those chronic diseases because that's going to help us. That's what we want to do is change. That's the bottom line here. We want to improve quality of life and length of life for Escambia County residents. And we're doing that through through things like 5 2 and 0, right. coming into the work sites and helping people develop healthy behaviors, getting into the schools. We're just we're trying to reach people and spread this message so that we can improve the health of this county. So it all comes back to modifiable behaviors. Absolutely. So the, the power to change this lies right in Escambia County. Right. And there, there are other things too. I mean, there's the physical environment and, and socioeconomic reasons why people choose different behaviors that they choose. And it's all connected. And we look at all of that. And we're looking at all of that to try and modify these behaviors and get our county healthier. Well, don't church it up or sugarcoat it, but go <laughs> ahead and tell me how many people just fall off the right track. Ooh, um, just who are on the, who are doing the right thing and they're just kind of. Yeah, we, we kind of forget. I think it happens more often, more often than not. You just kind of, I think it takes, we were talking about this earlier about developing habits. And I read, I read two things. I read 21 days to, to change a habit. I also read 66 days. And I think it's more like 66 days. To make to, it permanent. To make it permanent. 21 days to kind of establish it establish it right and then 66 to make it a permanent part of your life and i think somewhere in between there people might kind of get sidetracked life happens and when we say you know change behavior and you know start being healthier we we understand that it's not going to be perfect every day that's why i say try to do 5 to 0 every day try to to reach those goals but you know we're not going to be perfect every day you know, I'm a health educator. I, this is this is my business, my job. But you know, I'm not perfect every day. You know, we all kind of fall off the wagon and have those off days because life happens. Well, I think that's so. important too. Uh, we were talking along those lines too that it's a balancing act. You know, not that you can't have your cake; you just can't have the whole cake. Exactly. And you <laughs> balance exactly it out. Right. <laughs> Although we want the whole cake. Well, right. Of course, it, it <laughs> we love cake. cake. It could be we allow. It's easy to make excuses. Mm-hmm. I've been busy, so I'm I'm not doing what I need to do. I think the five two one zero is very very helpful. I can remember that, and mm-hmm. I can't remember a great deal sometimes. <laughs> um, but the other thing I I really like if you adopted these practices at home, if your employer followed up, I do think that speaks. And, and I was going to say, I think it's obvious why we as an individual want to improve our health. Um, you talk about quality of life and longevity Mm -hmm. in life. So on an individual basis, I think it's clear why we want to change 
those behaviors and live a more healthy life. Why should an employer invest in employee wellness? Well, so when you have employees who are engaging in these unhealthy behaviors, so they're smoking, they're not exercising, they're not eating right, they're stressed out, and they're not sleeping. So it's just going to elevate their health risks. So things like blood pressure and glucose, um, their weight's going to increase. And these are things like I was talking about, the things that cause these chronic diseases. So the stroke and the diabetes and the heart disease and cancer, those top um, causes of death in our county. So when an employee is suffering from a chronic disease or when an employee is, is even suffering from these health risks, they're, they're not going to be working to their full potential. Their productivity is going to decrease and healthcare costs for the employer and the employee are going to increase. Um, and there are several things that can contribute to, to health costs. So the more obvious or visible costs are going to be medical costs or pharmaceutical costs. And then we have what we call indirect medical costs, which includes short and long-term disability, workers' comp, absenteeism, and presenteeism. And these indirect medical costs represent three times the direct medical costs. So by investing in employee health and wellness, these employers can cut down on all these costs. And employees are going to save costs or save money as well um, with their health care costs if they're healthier. So it's a financial benefit to both the individual and the employer. It's a win-win situation. It's a win-win, sure, um, across the board, financially, physically. And a lot of people Absolutely. think that eating healthier costs more, and that's not necessarily true either. No, um, you could, there are definitely ways to eat healthy you know, on a budget and not spend a lot of money. And that's something that we can help you with at the health department. We can offer classes on things like eating healthy on a budget or you know, simple ways of cooking foods and things like that. That's... Um, why it's a great reason why you may want to consider partnering with us because we can, we can absolutely, you know, give that to you those, those health education classes and things like that to, to, to teach you because it's not all, it's not just about telling you, you know, you need to eat healthy. You need to be physically active, but we're going to show you too. How do you do that in the real, in real life? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how do you do that? And that's something that we, we at the health department, um, you know, want to, to bring to the community. And that's, and this is one avenue to do that is in the work site. Um, so I mentioned uh, absenteeism and presenteeism. Right. So absenteeism is just what it sounds like. It's um, just not being at work due to, to, to illness or injury. And you'll find that people who are less healthy are, are tend to be absent more often. Obese people or obese employees are, are absent more often than their, their normal weight counterparts or regular weight. Um, and then with presenteeism, that's being at work, but not really being at work. It's not being engaged. It's not being focused, kind of being drowsy, just kind of staring off at the computer into space. Um, and you find that a lot more with people who are engaging in unhealthy behaviors just because they're not taking care of themselves. They're tired. They're stressed out. You know, the, the processed food's going to lag on your body a little bit more. You're not exercising. And so you're just lagging at work. And, and so that presenteeism is going to increase that productivity is going to go down. So by having employees who are healthy and by investing in wellness, um, your, your productivity is going to go up and you're just going to have employees who are there more often and, and getting the work done. And then as an employee too, I mean, you're going to be more productive and, and getting more done at work and being more excited. An employer is going to spend more money too, hiring someone else to fill in when that person's not there. Or if they leave the job, 
in training and hiring a new employee. So exactly. there's going to be more expenses. Exactly. So, you know, buying in, investing in employee wellness, you're kind of sending a message to people that you care about health, you, you value them, and it's going to enhance your organization and it's going to help with retention and recruitment as well, knowing that hey, this organization right here, they, they care about their employee health. And that's something that I would like to do with the program that I've created at the health department, this recognition program, is to get those names out there of the, the, the work sites that are investing in health and that are doing things for their employees. I'd love to, to recognize that and let the community know um, who's doing that. Give so, them a pat on the back. Exactly. You deserve it. That's, I mean, it's worth recognizing. Absolutely, I think. So I mean, if you'd like to, to work with me, absolutely give me a call or, or email me. I'd be happy to come. Like I said, I will come to you. I have the tools um, and, and just help you through the program. And again, you are the health educator that's working with bringing wellness to work. Yes. Your number, you can connect individuals with the appropriate people for their program, whether it's um, an individual or something else that would be uncovered under the Escambia County. Yeah. So it's more, yeah, I work more with, um, with, you know, all employers kind of collectively, what, what is everyone interested in? It's difficult to look on a a completely individual basis. As far as individual basis, I'll look at, you know, different employers individually. I'm not going to give you a, you know, here's an employee wellness blueprint. You know, there isn't really one. So absolutely. I'll come and work on an individual basis with employers. To. And again, your program has a, a financial benefit. You're free yeah. for them to come <laughs> connect you and for you to come and yeah. assist them. Well, you and help. your team. Yes, yeah, so we have, it's, and, you know, there's a dietitian, like I said, and a nutritionist. And so you come with a team as well. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Um, and there are other health educators as well at the health department who, um, who are behind it too, who do 520 and, and all the great things that we do. Do you want to talk about creating the step or the steps to creating a program? Sure, I can go. Uh, if someone contacts you, uh, yeah, I'll take you through that. Absolutely. Um, so, before you really get into the nitty gritty of of developing a program, there are two things that you absolutely have to have. You have to have leadership support. So you have to have your management on board with wellness. Um, they're the ones that can make policy changes if that's needed. They're the ones that can you know, change the environment if that's needed. And they're the ones that are, are going to allocate resources. So um, it's really important to have management on board, not only verbally, but also they should really be involved in the program too. So employees want to be able to see their leaders engaged in whatever activity is, is occurring or you know, choosing water over soda or something like that. I mean, almost in a way gives permission to employees to, to be healthy if they see that their, their leadership is getting up and stretching and, and having like a moving meeting instead of sitting at a desk. It, it sort of tells the employees, okay, this is okay here. I can do this too. So really, really important, number one, to have that leadership support. Um, so if you're an employee um, listening and you're not really sure how to approach your employer about that, please give me a call. I you know, that's what I do is talk to employers and, and, and help them understand why it'd be really beneficial to have this in their work site. So number one, um, number two is to have 
a wellness coordinator or a wellness champion, or even a wellness committee, depending on the size of the organization. So that's just someone who would kind of uh, take on this role of, of working with me and um, promoting health in the, in the work site. And so that's someone who needs to be interested in wellness, but also someone who kind of has a little extra time that can devote to, to help planning the process. Cause I, you know, I do come in and, uh, and I will help, but there's some things I can't do because I don't know your organization. So for example, the next step, the organizational assessment, which is looking at what is your organization doing great already as far as adopting healthy behaviors and maybe where some, some places you can work on a little bit. That's something that the wellness coordinator or wellness um, committee would have to do. And when I say a wellness committee, that's just, for example, at the, at my website, the Florida Department of Health in Escambia, we have different locations. We have different divisions. We have people who are doing different jobs. Some people are, are on their feet in a clinic. You know, I'm at a desk a lot. Um, so we, I have people from different locations, different divisions on my committee. Mm-hmm. That way I have input from different perspectives. So if you have a large organization, it might be important to have that. So those are the number two things you got to have um, before you, um, you really get started. And then you want to do your organizational assessment. Like I was saying, you know, what are you doing well? Where are you, where made you need some help? And we use the CDC Worksite Health Scorecard to do that. It's a free, it's an online resource. Um, it looks at evidence-based strategies for improving health. So interventions that are proven to work. So that's what we, we, um, we look at. And that website is cdc.gov slash health scorecard, if you're interested in looking at that. Um, so those are the first few steps. And for my program, once you complete those first few steps, have that leadership support, have um, a wellness sort of liaison for me, and then do that CDC scorecard. And then you're sort of a, a wellness participant. Um, and you are you have the support and the resources that we at the Florida Department of Health and Escambia have and we can give to you. And we can co- continue on um, to the next steps, which is assessing the employees. So you want to make you want to look at the employees, give them a, a needs and interest survey, and see what they're interested in. What do they want to learn about? Um, what's what is affecting them the most? Um, for example, if I mean, if you have no smokers in your work site, we're not going to start off with a smoking cessation program. It just doesn't make sense. Or if you have employees like uh, employees who stand most of the day, nurses who are on their feet all day, you know, I'm not going to recommend that we have a program to get employees standing and stretching. So it's about looking at the employees. What is their day-to-day life like? What issues are affecting them? And then um, taking that information and the information from the organizational assessment and putting that together and kind of finding a program that's going to work best for your organization. And there are other ways of assessing employees as well, other than a needs and interest survey. Um, you can do things like a, a health risk assessment, which um, asks about health behaviors. And so identifying those health risks, um, you can do uh, biometric screenings if you have the resources for that um, and different things to really get into the nitty gritty of of what's affecting employees. Um, for my program, I only asked to do a needs and, a, needs and interest assessment. So I feel like that's, that's very important. And then after that, creating an action plan. Um, so choosing goals, choosing objectives, um, choosing what you want to focus on from there. And that's kind of the, 
the bronze partner in my program. And then, and then you'll get recognized on our website after, after doing that. So that's the first step that's getting started. Um, and then you get into, you know, I would work with the wellness coordinator to, to plan the program and get it implemented. You know, what sort of budget are we looking at? If you, do you have a budget so we can have some outside resources? If not, that's fine. We'll figure something else out. Um, looking at how we want to communicate our message. Are we going to do email? Are we going to do flyers? Um, and just the, the little... Um, Promotion the, and discussion. The, the component, little components of the program. Um, and then after that, once the, the uh, organization has been doing the program for six months and they've done some sort of activity to promote health in the workplace, they'll move up to the next level of uh, a silver partner and they'll be recognized in our quarterly newsletter that um, we put out. And then after that, after they've been in the program for a year and they've met certain objectives, they have to um, evaluate their program, uh, redo the CDC scorecard, which you can do annually and improve in one area, which is really easy if you're doing, if you're working with me. Um, and then you go on to a gold partner and be recognized in a press release. And then our ultimate goal here, well, ultimate goal is to improve quality of life and length of life in Escambia County. Um, but for WorkSites, it's to kind of become a platinum partner or Escambia's uh, healthiest workplace. And to do that, you would just need to have certain policies in place, be tobacco-free, have policies for healthy eating, um, for physical activity, be breastfeeding friendly, um, and also you know, show that you've, you've been implementing a health promotion program in your WorkSite. And so my program sort of focuses on helping organizations that don't have a wellness program in place and getting them started and getting them through the steps and having that support they need and then getting recognized for that. Um, but I do realize that there are places in Escambia County, there are work sites that are doing stuff already. And I would really love to connect with them and have them be one of our wellness partners as well. Because um, I think that it's not an individual effort. I mean, we all, I would love to talk to people and exchange ideas, talk to employers and wellness coordinators from different organizations and see what you're doing and see how we can help each other and really um, get a Scambia County healthier because that's what it's all about. Um, it's just working towards a healthier, a healthier county and a healthier state and a healthier nation. And we're doing that one, one place at a time. <laughs> well, I think we decided that we'll take those healthy habits home. Exactly. So we'll positively affect our loved ones at home. Exactly. So the kids are you know, learning about it in the schools and the parents are learning about it at work and, and you put that together and it's just you know, great benefits from that. In some of your uh, most successful programs, do the employees receive rewards for different achievements or what's well, some of the highlights of the most successful programs that you Well, this you've is seen? a new program, my, what, I, what I'm doing, but um, for employers, well, what employers are really um, see that you will see a return on investment if you're, if you mean the benefits of, of a wellness program. So you, you will save money by investing in employee wellness. But I think a successful employer is going to encourage, is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about the employee, what, what they see from it, from being involved, um, what makes it successful for them. You know, I guess the carrot in front of the rabbit, type deal? What's the encouragement? Uh, for the employees? Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so 
unfortunately, you know, health in itself, being healthy, isn't a prime motivator to, to, to do something or participate in a wellness activity. You got to have some sort of incentive, right? So um, a part of, of wellness is having an incentive for, for completing activities or tasks or, or winning a challenge. So, um, so that's a part of, of the program as well as deciding what sort of incentives are going to work for your organization. And that can be a part of that needs and interest survey. So, and of course you've emphasized that each location is different. Each individual is different. So you could build that into your own program mm-hmm. as to what would motivate mm-hmm. uh, and encourage Absolutely. your employees. And there can be things from low cost things um, to, to motivate them. So maybe you can work with, uh, a, a local fitness facility to get discounts for employees or, or a free pass or something. And if you, you know, you continue this behavior for you know this many months, the employees get a free pass. That's so something like that. Or um, we have, you know, reminders at, at the health department that we can um, provide to employees um, to remind them to stay healthy. Um, One of the things that I know we would use at TLC caregivers, because Lou talks about it all the time, and I hope you We'll talk about it here is healthy recipes, gardening, mm-hmm. all of the things associated with a healthy diet. Well, I mentioned on your Twitter. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> it links to the Florida Department of Agriculture. And um, it's a cool free resource um, to show people what to do with the vegetables that we grow locally and That's some cool. very cool recipes. Um, specific to Florida, uh, I know several of the things in the on the website come from the governor's mansion when he has mm-hmm. out of state or out of country dignitaries. They showcase Florida. Everything is about Florida. Well, and that's pretty much what these recipes are. Now, I garden for fun. Obviously, my family eats the vegetables, but um, there's a lot to be said. It's low activity, but it is an activity. You're outside in the fresh air, and um, I enjoy it. I know most of my friends that do it do it because we really enjoy. Um, we drag our families into that, and then we have some fantastic r- resources. That That's we great. Come we have an incredible local resource for, for vegetables and farm products. And that's, you know, we were talking about budgeting earlier and, you know, that's one thing, you know, eating in season, eating the produce that's in season is uh, a a great way to, to save money and to eat healthy at the same time or to grow your own. It is fantastic (laughs) um, to eat locally. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have, there's so much more to it than just having local um, produce because we're not trucking it from cross country. Mm -hmm. Local people are... Mm -hmm benefiting from us purchasing those exactly or we're benefiting from getting out there and gardening and and doing the work ourselves i think it's important too lou that we talk about somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of land to do the garden they can Mm -hmm. still have those fresh vegetables through other means uh flower pots and very much so you know my my yard's very small um i have less than well i have about a quarter of an acre and people get sick of seeing me coming with some of these vegetables you know cucumbers this year. People got tired of seeing me coming with my cucumbers. Um, so you can do a great deal of vertical gardening. Um, I think it's beautiful. 
I, I love to see a yard with lots of green in it. And, and not just at, ho- at home too, but I think at schools, if they have like a school garden for the kids to go, um, you know, plant their own fruits and vegetables and then, you know, see it grow and then use it and learn. I mean, you're talking about cooking in the classroom. Yes. I mean, that's, that's such a great idea. And that's, you can do that anywhere at the community gardens and the school gardens and worksite gardens. And of course, that goes along with what you're promoting, Stephanie, is bringing healthy living and eating into our daily lives. Yeah. Which ties in even, and it's just now dawning on me, but it ties in the feeling of success like a child. I know when my grandson, the first, um, the first uh, when the basil came up, this he was all excited. Those <laughs> pictures were all over Facebook and he had grown basil. You have ownership in that. and There's ownership. Yeah, exactly. So he felt successful. He was proud of it. Um, he ate a lot of tomatoes with basil salads. And, and so successful. that's a great, a great motivator, a great intrinsic motivator. So we're, we're motivated a lot you know, extrinsically. And that's why you have these incentives tied to a wellness program because, you know, people want something for, for what they're going to do. And so once you can find that, that motivation that comes from within, I did this, um, then you can really, I think that's really where that change happens and the adoption of that healthy behavior becomes permanent. And there's still physical activity. If you're not able to have your own garden and going to one of the local growers, wherever you purchase that at, you're still having that physical activity to get out and go. And of course, if somebody is not able to physically get out, you know, you have to work with that with, you know, with their program individually. And there are other ways to do that, but you can still achieve that healthy food. And we have farm markets locally. Uh, you can hardly drive without seeing somebody with a fresh honey sign out right, or vegetables, uh, those kinds of things. Um, we have grocery stores that highlight local produce. So we have to get people thinking about it first, mm-hmm. whether it's an individual or an employer or an employee that wants to implement at their work and just go from there. And so not just the people in Escambia County come out healthier, but our local economy as well. Yeah. It's a win-win-win-win situation. It is. We're all, <laughs> all kinds of, kind of I've been, you know, Why not invest in health? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. We've got a few more minutes, but let's go back, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie's full name is Stephanie Cisco. She is with the Florida Department of Health in Escambia County. She's a health educator consultant, and her phone number is 850 850- Five nine five six five zero zero. She's at extension one eight two three. You can reach out to Stephanie for her programs with bringing wellness to work, or she can connect you with one of the other programs that they have. If she can't help you uh, individually, because there is a program at the yeah, department. Yeah, we do a lot. Where you know, I mentioned the schools. We're also um, working with churches as well. So the faith based community. Um, we're we're kind of. You'll go anywhere. (laughs) We haven't asked about Facebook. Uh, Do you all have a Facebook? Five Two Zero has a a Facebook page. Yes, Five Two Zero Northwest. That's a beautiful Facebook. It's so colorful. Don't you love it? And I really do like that. It's it's a lot of fun and it's it's engaging too. So we have um, that, and then the Florida Department of Health is on Facebook as well. Um, It sends out notifications. And then we have all those websites that we talked about. Um, We'll link those. And uh, what else do we need to talk about before we finally? We need to talk finalize? about stephanie.cisco <laughs> at flhealth.gov. That's the email address, stephanie. With ph, 
S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E dot S-I-S-K-O at FLHealth.gov. So if she goes in and her phone rings for the next eight days, <laughs> probably won't be a big fan of TLC any longer. That'd be great. <laughs> we are so glad that you joined us today. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, I don't think so. I, thank you so much for allowing me to come and, and speak. And um, if you have any questions, not, not just employees, not just employers, but, you know, we really, that's kind of where my focus is. But, you know, I... I'm everywhere too. I'm in the schools. I'm in our childcare centers. So, you know, we, we, our programs overlap. So if you just want to call me to talk about anything, just give me a call. Well, and you'll so. be visiting us at TLC very soon. Absolutely. Um, meeting with our human resources. So uh, thank you very, very much. It's so much. been a lot of fun and a lot of information. Coming. Yes. Thank you for being here. And just to wrap up our show, we want to talk a little bit more about TLC caregivers. We provide non-medical services in the community, such as child care, companion, respite, homemaking, bathing assistance, errand running, dressing, toileting. If it's non-medical, legal, moral, and ethical, we're your company. Some of our companions transport, which can be included in your loved one's specialized plan. We have private pay options, and we work with area nonprofits with funding sources. We are licensed by Florida's Agency for Healthcare, ACA. We're bonded, insured, and we're a drug-free company. TLC Caregiver employees are actual employees of TLC Caregivers, and we're very proud of that. Call us when you need us. Remember us when you have friends visiting, vacationers, local. Um, We answer our phones 24 hours a day, every day. We encourage you and invite you to like us on Facebook. TLC Caregivers, we do more than you might think. This show is brought to you by TLC Caregivers. TLC Caregivers, we do more than you think. Learn more at tlccaregivers.com.